0: This episode is brought to you by my free tax challenge. Here's the thing, taxes suck, they're no fun, but we've all gotta file them. In my free tax challenge, I'm gonna walk you through the five steps you need to take to get your tax documents organized for this tax season. Then you'll be ready to send your stuff off to your accountant, or if you wanna self file, you can follow my step-by-step screen share video tutorials inside the tax challenge itself to file your taxes on your own with ease. Sign up at ww.braydandrake.com forward slash tax challenge and invite your friends. It's gonna be a party. You're gonna love it. Well, hello there, friend. I hope that you're having a marvelous day. I am back with you here on the podcast to maybe vent a little bit, <laughs> maybe vent a little bit. The title for today's episode is my beef with tax pros and other lawyers or just lawyers in general. And I'm not going to like totally shit on these entire professions while I'm here, but I'm going to talk about I'm going to talk about why just going out and hiring someone is not always going to be your best first step or at least what you should look for when you are hiring someone. So, oftentimes what I find is when we ask one question to uh, an attorney or an accountant, we're going to get a different answer depending on who we're asking, right? So we ask a lawyer one question, they give us one answer. We ask an accountant the exact same question, they give us another answer. And the reason why is because they're different professions. So they're looking at things from a different perspective, right? It's kind of like well, this is probably a terrible analogy. No, never mind. I'm not going to go there. I'll, I'll, I'll go there. So the analogy I was going to give is if I ask my like my dad, who's a contractor, a question about you know what we should do in our house, and then I ask an interior designer a question about what we should do in our house, one of them is going to answer from like a very specific direction, and one's going to answer from a very specific other direction. That was probably a terrible example, but you could use just about any field or industry here. And the reason why I bring this up is because I think a lot of us think, well, tax and law are so, are so related and they should give us this. If we ask a question, they should give us the same answer. But that's not the case, right? If we could do each other, like, if attorneys could do accountant's jobs and tax accountants did, could do attorney's jobs, then it would be one degree. We want to have two different educational paths, right? And the reason why we have so much overlap in like my industry is because both attorneys and accountants help with business formations. They shouldn't all be helping with business formations, but they do. And to a certain extent, attorneys will tell you about your legal obligations with tax because at the end of the day, our, tax, our taxes are a function of law. Like they're created, the tax laws are created by Congress and then the IRS drafts the regulations for those laws. And this is how the system works or actually Congress drafts the regulations for those laws it's tax as a function of law. So tax attorney should know the tax code. But again, they're going to be answering questions from a different angle from accountants. You get the picture. So where I often see this is when people ask what business entity they should form. Like a lawyer is going to tell you to form an LLC right away. Most likely they might tell you to form a corporation because these entities give you the best liability protection. But a lot of general business attorneys are not going to give you very good tax guidance because... The reality is is that a business entity is both there to help give you legal protections, but they also have different tax consequences. And tax law is not a required course in law school. Income tax is not even required, let alone the advanced tax courses it takes to understand a lot of these business entities. So a lot of attorneys don't really understand the ins and the outs and the nuances of how these different entities work. Conversely, if you ask an accountant which type of entity you should form, they are often going to just answer from a tax perspective and not a legal perspective, and they're going to be missing half the information as well. This is where we get our problem. In the past, I recorded a podcast episode titled something like the top three worst pieces of legal and tax advice I've seen in Facebook groups. And I see one of them over and over and over again. It's always something to the effect of, my accountant told me not to form an LLC until... I One time I saw, they said, my accountant told me not to form an LLC until I'm making $13,000. I think that was the number. Totally arbitrary. It's totally, totally random. I've seen people say, my accountant said not to form an LLC until I'm making $50,000. Or I've also seen, I hired an attorney to form an S-corp and I just started my business. These are all terrible pieces of advice. This is why. An LLC is designed to give you liability protection. So it doesn't matter if you're making $0 or $500,000. If you have a risky business, you have a risky business. The example I give in my book is I say, if I'm Bill Gates and I want to start a bungee jumping company, is my accountant going to tell me, well, you don't need to really form you don't need to form an LLC until your bungee jumping company is making fifty thousand dollars. Like I would say, no, that's really stupid because you have a fuck ton of assets and you're running a really risky business. The point of an LLC is to protect your personal assets from the liability of your business. The amount of money that your business is making is for a large part irrelevant. I say for a large part because technically speaking, Or the way I explain it is the more money your business is making, the more risk and liability your business has. But if you have a risky business or a lot of assets, for sure, form your LLC early on. So accountants often miss the mark in that guidance. I know a lot of great accountants as well. So this isn't everyone, but it happens. Whereas I've seen people form uh, S-Corps straight out of the gate because they've had... uh, I've seen people who've hired bookkeepers to form their business entity. I... Don't even understand that because literally anyone can be a bookkeeper. Like that doesn't require any license. And this is not to shit on bookkeepers out there. There are highly qualified bookkeepers. But if you're calling yourself a bookkeeper, you should not be forming business entities. And if you're forming business entities, you're providing a much higher level service. So don't use bookkeepers to form your business entity, number one. So people work with bookkeepers. They'll work with accountants who just actually don't understand tax that well because you can actually become an accountant without being very super well-versed in taxes. Or they use lawyers who are not really well-versed in tax. And what they do is they end up forming an S-corp early on in their business, but then they don't understand that when you have an S-corp, you have to be paying yourself a salary. And there are certain other requirements that you have to meet. If you're not making those, you could have a really hard time in an audit. Often what happens is they'll have someone who doesn't know what they're doing form their business structure as an S corp. And then when they go to file their taxes, they either a file as an S corp and claim that they pay themselves a salary. In which case, if they ever do get audited, they're going to owe a lot of penalties or they formed an S corp, but they don't really realize it. And then they end up filing taxes as a pass through entity. And then that, or as a disregarded entity, and that becomes a whole problem in and of its own. So, that was a lot of rambling, but that 's the general issue is that each of these people do not have a super comprehensive understanding of each of these things, or a lot of people don 't. This is why ideally you want to work this is why ideally people will tell you to hire both a lawyer and an accountant when you start your business, but that 's out of budget for a lot of people if you 're going to invest a lot of money in your business, though you definitely want to have both of those people on your team. the other beef that I have is that these individuals in these roles often do not educate nearly enough. And there's you know specific reasons for this. First of all, most attorneys are going to charge you on an hourly basis. When I was an attorney, I would charge $300 an hour. So most of the time, people do not want to pay me $300 to sit down for an hour and have a one-on-one conversation explaining to them in great detail what it is that we're doing and why. They pay me, they want me to do the work and be done. But this has its own problems, right? Accountants have an efficiency model. So a lot of tax preparers, particularly tax accountants, will charge flat fee for tax returns. You know, they charge $1,000 for the tax return, and they have a staff to maintain. They have a lot of overhead. And for them, it's all about turnover. Like it reminds me, When I worked in college, I worked at a restaurant as a server. The restaurant was called The Village Deli. If you're ever in Bloomington, Indiana, go check it out. It's very good. But we wore t-shirts. And on the back of the t-shirts, they said, the t-shirt said, eat and get out with like a fun cartoon graphic. And it was kind of funny, um, obviously like a little bit crass, but you know, that was kind of the style of the owner. And people liked the shirts. But on the weekends, we would have, people would wait over an hour to get a table sometimes. So that was our like kind of mantra was like once you eat your food we don't want you to sit here and linger all day we do not do bottomless mimosas you need to leave so that we can get the next person in here at the table get their order in flip the table that kind of stuff like i made i worked on tips so the quicker people got out and the quicker i got people in the more money i made and accountants are much the same way right obviously you have to be polite to an extent to please the customer or the client but you're not going to spend a great deal of time taking their order or doing their taxes, explaining to them their tax return, because you're making money by getting more and more people in. So they're not really incentivized by giving you a great deal of education. If you've ever hired a tax preparer, that may have been your experience. They do the return. They maybe spend a little bit of time explaining it to you. A lot of them probably don't. And then it gets filed and you have no idea what's happening. So you need to get some education, for sure. The other issue is that a lot of professionals who still provide one on one services may not have a niche understanding of your industry. And this is why it's on you to at least understand what's generally deductible on your taxes and what you should be tracking in your business. Because an accountant should know the tax rules, but they're not going to know what to ask you in order to dig the deductions out of you, so to speak. So think about it this way. Like imagine, I'm sure we all have a family member. I know I have lots of them who don't really understand what we do. So imagine you're going to go talk to this family member and you ask them to create a list of all of your business expenses. Could they do that? No, they would have no idea. Your accountant is is similar. Like they're going to know the general stuff. Your accountant's probably going to know. They're going to ask, well, do you pay for QuickBooks? Do you have a website? Do you pay for your website? Do you pay for advertising? Like, do you pay for this? Do you pay for that? But are they going to understand all the industry specific things that you're paying for? No, um, unless they're an industry specific accountant. This is why I always, I always joke that. If I ever got in a room full of people who wanted to start like bookkeeping businesses, I would tell them to pick a very specific niche, go network in that niche, and they will be like full of clients. Like They'd have so many clients in such a short order because people always need bookkeepers and tax professionals in their niche. You also need to know as the own CEO of your business, what the different entities are and when you should be getting niche help to foreign them. Like, Roughly, when is an S Corp a good idea? Do I need an LLC? If I'm going to an accountant and they're telling me to form an S Corp, even though I just started my business yesterday and I'm not going to be having significant profit for two years, I know that I need to go hire someone else because that person clearly does not know what they're talking about. If you don't at least have that baseline information, then you're not going to be able to ask the questions to know whether this person you're hiring is competent. And unfortunately, There's a lot of shady advice out there, so we cannot just assume that everyone knows what they're talking about. We also have to understand the general steps in forming these entities because, again, like we can only put so much trust in other people, and we need to understand the compliance steps that there are to maintain them because this is often what falls through the cracks. A while ago on the podcast, I interviewed one of my students, Chassie, who talked about how she used LegalZoom to form her business, and then she also had a tax preparer. And she ended up owing like several thousand dollars in back franchise taxes because she didn't get notification reminders from LegalZoom that she needed to pay these franchise taxes. From her accountant's perspective, the franchise tax was the LLC fee. It was part of the LLC formation. It was not part of the tax return. So it was outside of that individual scope of services. They didn't even think to ask about it. And there are lots of these little requirements that can fall through the cracks if you don't at least know what your minimum obligations are are. So you have to know your compliance obligations. You also need to know how much you should be saving for taxes and what will affect your savings rate. So if you have someone that you pay to do your taxes, ideally they should tell you this coming year I want you to pay X amount of dollars per quarter in quarterly taxes. That's great. I still have a few problems with that though. Like X amount of dollars, A, it's like okay so am I just am I going to tell myself I'm going to, what am I going to do? Just save $200 a month? Or am I going to save $800 a month? And what if I'm having a down month or an up month? Like, how do you adjust your savings for how your business is actually doing? Or what if like your spouse gets a raise, a significant raise, or your spouse gets a new job? Or what if your spouse gets laid off? And you file jointly? Or what if you have a full-time job and you get laid off? Or what if you get another job? These are all things that are going to inform how much you're going to owe in taxes each and every year. And if you don't have a conceptual understanding of these things, you're not going to know how much to save and you can't really rely on your tax professional to check, on and check in on this all the time. Now maybe if you're paying for an outside CFO or you have a very high level bookkeeper, they might be able to help you with these kind of things but ideally you just want to know if and when you need to adjust how much you should be saving for quarterly taxes so we're kind of coming to an end here. This last point, this quarterly tax point is something that I'm going to be helping you with on next week's episodes. So last fall I did, I called it the Unfuck Your Biz Bootcamp. We did it in the Facebook group. It was totally free. You can probably still find the videos if you go hop in the Facebook group, but I'm going to be taking you through those trainings next week. So next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're going to do a three-part podcast episode in I'm going to teach you how to determine how much you should be saving for quarterly taxes. So if you want to get started becoming the CEO of your own business, start there. Meanwhile, take all the information that I gave you in this podcast episode to consider whether the people that you've been working with really understand your business and are giving you the guidance that you need in your business. So I hope you found this helpful and I'll uh, be back in your earbuds or your whatever here on the podcast next week. Have a good one.